Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Lubbock Sports Medicine. Great team of doctors. Go to LubbockSportsMed.com and check them out. You can see all the doctors, their bios. They have a great team there. Take care of Texas Tech and Lubbock ISD. We got the guy back. Coach Meeks is here that's taking care of uh, – well, I should check that out with you before I ask you. But uh, they've been helping take care of our Lubbock ISD athletes for years and years. And, and, you know, when you get to be our age, you don't know whether you need to go see them or not. You don't know whether you're just – whether you're hurt. You know, you get up in the morning, you think, I'm hurt. Well, I, cr- I cramped up this morning. <laughs> you need to pick that up. I'm not even out of bed and I cramped up. <laughs> I was asking you about Well, that I know earlier, earlier but Can you, I were talk now? you were talking to I'm doing commercials. Yeah. So are you hurt or injured, I guess. Yeah, you don't know whether you're hurt or injured or just yeah. old. Well, that's why you go see Love Sports I, and they would just tell you, you you're old. Yeah, and you're falling I apart. Oh, that, oh, that was close. I resemble that remark. I know it. It's but they can tell you and they can help you at Lubbock Sports Medicine. All right, Mike Meeks is here. He is the executive athletic director. I don't know what's the title. He's the head athletic director. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's get to his title. What is your real title? What's on your card? Oh, my card is Executive Director of Athletics. Okay. Executive right, now, Director of Athletics. Now, what does that mean, Executive? <laughs> well, that's what that's I'm saying. Question. Was Athletic Director just, just not good enough anymore? <laughs> did, we <laughs> have to, yeah. did we have to throw Executive I, I on it? it has something to do with an administrative model yeah. for all the departments. But. Okay. Well, you got anyway, you really got to hold this mic closer. No on. difference. You got to hold it really close. No difference, in my opinion. It, you're the Athletic Director. Yes. Yes. And how long have you been the Athletic Director? I've uh, been so, in the athletic department for 10 years, three as an assistant, and uh, started my eighth year. Started my eighth year as the executive director. As the head guy. Yeah. Has it been eight years since Mark Ball left? Yeah, well, I started uh, I can't you know, believe fall that. of 2016. So. I can't believe it's been that long. I thought you'd have it completely messed up by now, didn't you? Yeah, we're, I'm just trying to keep, keep the train <laughs> on the tracks. Sure. There's a lot to do in there. There is a lot of moving parts. Four different schools, parts. high yeah. schools. That's, we're just talking about high schools. Yeah. How many middle schools are there, or junior highs, as well, Gary and I know them? Uh, four high schools, uh, nine middle schools. We we have Talkington that also plays in our middle school yeah. league, which so that would be 10 uh, that, we, oh. that we manage. Is that and the girls? That's no, the talking. Girl side. Yeah. Girl side. Yes. Hold it real. I gotta eat this. The big B, big B says. I'm get tired, it tried to tell him, Big B. I tried to tell him he just doesn't take coaching. He does not take coaching well. He doesn't. And his no. dad was a great coach. No. And you think I am coachable? So I'll just put <laughs> there you right go. Here. How's there that? You go. Much huh? better. That's much better. It really is. Okay. Is that good, guys? Back there. All right. Okay. It just took us. You know, it's like the guy in the line when you're doing drills, and the guy right behind the guy that you just told how to do it correctly. The next guy doesn't do it right either. Neither does the guy in third in line. They're not paying attention, but you'll well, you get the hang of it. I've, I've prided myself on being coachable over the <laughs> You years. are coachable. Okay. Coach Gandy could have made me, made, me a, made me a hurdler. I can take coaching. James so. Gandy. Yeah. yeah, how about that? Yeah, he, he was coaching. He had negative body uh, body fat. He was probably so. <laughs> you know how you do that little calipers or whatever they yeah. were called? Yeah. Put the little calipers on Pinch their body. Fat. Yeah. Oh, he had that, none. None. He was none. he was a junior high at Evans with us, coaching us. 
Was he really? Oh, but yeah. He came, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, he was yeah. car coach at Evans for. Yeah, it, it, it was. That was way before me. He ran know. hurdles. Of course, I'm we had give you hurdles. My, here's my track career in 15 seconds. I'm doing off season. I thought, well, track looks easier than off season. So I went over there and I wanted to high <laughs> jump. All I want to do is high jump. Yeah. So I go with high jump pit. No, you guys over here, we're high jumpers. One day, um, he couldn't hide you. He takes over. We were in twenty-four two twenties for time, time, and you had to run them for like I don't know thirty seconds or it whatever. Didn't they were. It didn't count. So anyway, my track career was one day. I went back to off seasons. So oh. The heck with it. Twenty-four two twenties. Now this is a track guy. Yeah, that's a lot. And we never that's did high jump. That is a lot. And it's a lot. No and we gave us a little bottle of Coke with hot water in it because it sat outside. Coke with hot water? No, well, it wasn't. A little bit of Coke bottle. Oh, Coke with bottle, hot water. With hot yeah, water. Coke bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give us Coke and made us eat well, they used tablets. To, well, at halftime at Lowry Field when, in high school, we got a Snickers, can and, of, Snickers and a can of Coke at halftime. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, now it's orange slices and peanut butter and yeah. crackers. No, <laughs> right. it's a wonder. Yeah. It survived. You yeah, got to be excited. Yeah, absolutely. Starting. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Several, if not brand new coaches, pretty new coaches. How many of them are brand new? And none are brand new. All right. well, none are brand new, but I will say this: you know, we had three brand new ones last okay. year. Okay, they're all that, second year guys, that, that, and one of the other ones a third year guy. Yeah, yeah. we we got DJ Mann DJ, is the senior coach. Yeah, is that right? Three Go, years going into his third. Year going into his third. Last year was uh, was busy. Yeah, you know. Well, you ought to be in good shape guys. for 10 years or so. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't Absolutely. have to hire another coach for 10 no, years. That's, that'd be great. I yeah. love that. Okay. That's, uh, you know, when you cha- change coaches, especially the athletic coordinators, head coach, and, and uh, you know, that, that, that affects everybody. Yeah. That affects the whole campus. That affects the district, the kids, the parents, the booster club. You know, there's a lot of moving parts there. And, uh, you know, that's just getting, you know, becoming familiar with each other with the expectations. Yeah. And, and I've always said year one, year one and a coaching change, it's tough. It's tough on everybody. You know, when but as we go and moving into year two, things ought to, ought to be looking a little up smoother and, and all better. that. Absolutely. Well, is there one of them that you felt like you might have made a mistake on? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, no. Which one are you most proud of so far? I'm proud of all of them. <laughs> They're great guys. I love every one of them. They're fun. They to really work with. are. Yeah, they it's are. It's amazing. They're all group. unique in their own different way. And and I and I say that too about all our high schools too. Is you know we. We have our own philosophies and guidelines and principles throughout the district, but each one of our schools are just a little bit different, you know. As we yeah, try how they do it. How they do it, and, and I recognize that. And and these guys are, are are each unique in their own way too. And they believe in what they believe in, you know, offensively, defensively, and how they run their program. And and uh, it's it's fun to work with them every day. It really is. And, well, you talk about all those new coaches. I saw Jack Butler at lunch the other day, and he was part of the Evans group that was there for, I'm going to say, he's my coach. 30 years, Long maybe. time. Yeah. Long and time. there was like five or six of them. Kane, Joe Kane was there. Butler, Hutchins. Hutchins. Simpson. Yeah. Larry Lawrence. Larry, Larry Lawrence. Lawrence. He yeah. played City Church yeah. ball with us forever. I mean, they were there together yeah. for 25 or 30 yeah, years. Time. Yeah, long for a long time. time. Absolutely. But when I was there, it was Gilstrap. You don't even know who nope. Gilstrap is. Yeah, yeah. Bully. Bully Gilstrap, Bully Gilstrap and uh, Tony Compton. And you what a great Tony? name. No. You don't remember was, him either? No. Was... All right, I'm going to give you a quote from Coach Compton. Okay. And we're in the, I remember exactly where we were. We're at Midcourt Girls Gym, Evans Junior High, probably on a knee. So I know right knee, where you are. you couldn't sit on your hind end back then. We're hitting a knee, and we're listening to Coach Compton. He goes, 
I don't care if I tell y'all to go stack BBs in the corner. You go stack BBs in the corner. Mm-hmm. That's been 50 years ago, and, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Stayed mm-hmm. with you. See there? Yeah. Got your attention. He's yeah. still stacking BBs. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if Coach tells me to. How long? Yeah, I don't know how you can come up with that, (laughs) or how how something impossible to do. How a kid, an ADD kid, would remember that? I know. Fifty years later, do you you have? Do you know Wendy Williams? Yes, I thought you did. Yeah, everybody I've talked to, because we talked about him last week on the show, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, with Bart Thomas, because he coached him at White Deer when they won state, right? And uh, he's evidently been around and coached a lot of good coach with Coach Sherwood. Yeah, wasn't he at Monahan's at one time? Uh huh. Yeah. He's a Dalhart with Sherwood, and I don't know, maybe who knows. Yeah. I think Dick Winder was at Monahan's at one time. He was. You're right. Yes. Yeah. You don't know, do you? I don't know, but I know well, he was young. at Odessa High for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I might have made the Monahan's part up. I don't think I did. <laughs> to matter. Nobody knows. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Somebody's out there going. He was not at Monahan's. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, all right. So football, we uh, y'all. I don't know whether y'all know it or not, but it starts this coming week, and we've got a Thursday game at Lowry Field, Plains Capital Park, Lowry Field, and that is uh, Greenwood Midland Greenwood against Lubbock Estacado, and I can't wait to see Estacado. I, were you telling me what were you telling me? Well, I've seen them scrimmage the last last two two weeks because I've been at home, and, uh, and yes, they're going to open up. Bobby Ross season. is what you told me. Yeah, they're they're going to open up against Greenwood Thursday night, and we were out uh, at the scrimmage when the temperature finally got under 95 degrees and the sun's setting, and yeah. uh, the lights were on, and there, Jim Ned is, uh, was a quality opponent scrimmage. They're a great good scrimmage. football program. And the next, you know, we're, we're sitting out there out on the edge of the track watching the scrimmage and we see Bobby Ross playing uh, defensive end and I, and I swear he was down there at defensive tackle a time or two. And, He's uh, big and I think strong he made five man. out of the six plays that I saw, he made five out of the six plays. So I don't know what their <laughs> real plan is. Over he's a there, running back. But but he's the he's he's a running back and he's He's, a great he's, he's flat stout yeah, put yeah. together. And is he a what is he this year? A junior? Junior? Yeah, he's yeah. a junior. He's been yeah. starting since he was a freshman. But uh, got everybody's attention and uh, yeah, everybody was hooping and hollering and can't block was, him. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. So I don't, I don't know. You know, it's going to be exciting to get to see these teams as they as they roll in. See what well, Greenwood. That's where my my daughter's down at Greenwood now. So are they any good? good? Oh, they're always good. Yeah, they okay. got, so, they've got a really good yeah, foot new program. Coach, new yeah. coach this year, Rusty Purser's moved to. Sustain. And Brian Hill's the new coach. Right, so it'll be a good game. Yeah. Should be. A, it should yeah, be a really should good. Be a good game. opener. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah they. In fact, they met in the playoffs. They uh, Greenwood and Estacado played their, the first game of the year, and then they met later in the playoffs yeah, a couple of absolutely. years ago. ACU okay. played at ACU. Yeah, yeah. they're a good program. So it'll be interesting. Does that not seem a little silly? What Midland plays Lubbock in Abilene. Yeah, seemed like you could play somewhere, maybe well, between the two. La Mesa, perhaps. <laughs> They're Tohoka, looking for a nicer, bigger perhaps. stadium. That's and that but ACU the thing is, is really thing nice. Is, David, you can get yeah. Well, good gosh, go play at the Cotton Bowl, but you're you're not going to fill up a stadium traveling mm-hmm. two and a half because like a guy like me, I might want to go see that game. Yeah, but I ain't going to drive two and a half hours to see it. So well, I would like it to be closer because I'm going to see it, and that and it 
Yeah, and we and we try to take those, all those things into consideration too. But it's mostly about the venue and trying to make it special for the yeah. kids. We, okay. we try to keep that in mind. And instead of just special for you, playing over to Evans, yeah. you know. Okay. <laughs> well, that's just how my, I can walk out my house and watch. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that into consideration. Where would Gary like? To well, be? I'm just saying, what it would sure be best be nice for Gary? When we get to that point, convenient. we'll call you. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Where would you like for us to play? Yeah. Well, I'm assuming La Mesa has a decent stadium. They got a nice. That's okay. But it wouldn't be special. Okay. I agree. That's nice. Everybody, it needs to be special. Well, when you get now, to ACU, and it's nice. ACU's not an overly huge stadium. It's not like you're just swallowed up in there like you would be at Tech. But it's really a class place, and the kids, yeah, I think, we like prefer, playing. Actually, we prefer to be on the visitor side at ACU just for that very reason, because the home side can swallow you up. It is bigger on the home side. Very, yeah. Very many kids. But it's – they got good facilities. Okay, I've thought about my last statement. I, I was wrong. I nah. think you take it to a nice place. Yeah. And they do have a nice stadium. And it's fun for the kids. All right. So we start Thursday with Estacado. Tell us the other teams matchups. Thursday Monterey, night, uh, yeah, Odessa. Greenwood and Estacado. Then Friday night, Odessa High is coming in to, to play Monterey. And uh, Monterey Odessa High matchup has been uh, pretty consistent over the years, but always been a good game. We're uh, looking consistent. forward to seeing the Plainsmen and, uh, you know, seeing what's uh, what's been happening in the offseason. I know Thrash they've been working hard. they'll ever win a game? You think, Absolutely. You think it will win Absolutely. one? Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. I just give yeah. him heck over it. Yeah. <laughs> First yeah, time in the history of Monterey. Yeah, they're, they're working hard, and it's. I think you're going to see a different, oh, I don't, a different, there's no doubt. different brand. He's it, it, so serious, it's unbelievable. But did they have a little problem with the change in regimes? Did some of the kids – balk at it or something because to not win a game is well uh, hard to do it's <laughs> I mean, that's that's quite that, a so, so i just wondering did he come in and he's so tough that some of the kids say well i don't want tough no he's yeah. tough well when you when you come in and you want to make it yours you know you changing the culture is very different yeah, different systems and, and changing, it is different change you know whatever culture whatever you classify within culture uh, with with your philosophies, uh, discipline, uh, offensive schemes, defensive schemes, yep. work ethic, how you practice, when you practice, you know, there's there's a lot of change. They work. Can, it's so different, Gary, than when we were in school. We had two thirty CA competitive athletics mm-hmm. at two thirty every day. Mm-hmm. That's when you practiced. Mm-hmm. Everybody did. Now they're up there at six in the morning well, lifting and, weights and yeah, crazy and stuff. Part of that is the UIL is now giving us more flexibility with our coaches that we can spend time with them in the summertime. We can actually coach them I wouldn't coach want football to go in the six. summertime <laughs> all the, beyond the strength and conditioning. And then within the school year, we can work out, we can have, we can have 60 minutes before or after school out of the season uh, to do strength and conditioning where we can spend more time with skills. So you're saying athletic after school you can have 60 minutes Total. When you're out of season, you can do strength conditioning outside of the school day, within okay. the school year, so so that you can spend more time with skills during the period. But they have like classes during the day too. Oh, the yeah. athletic periods during the day. Right. Yeah. We didn't have none well, of that when we when we had athletic periods. We had to spend all our time with strength conditioning during the athletic period during off yeah. season. You didn't have it that when you were playing at Coronado, it was two thirty. Yeah. Yeah, we had it at the end of the day. Yeah. But then that was when we did strength and conditioning. We couldn't do it after school. Yeah. So here's something else that's changed. When we were in junior high and high school, if you didn't shower in junior high, you got licks. Yeah. If you didn't shower. Now I'm assuming they don't shower. 
Because well, some they of them don't use have it, time. They use it for storage in their showers. They <laughs> store <laughs> Well, there's a little truth to that. There's a little truth to that. I'm telling you. And the you. other thing, too, our athletic periods, you know, when when you and I were playing, our, our, our athletic periods were probably 55 minutes, you know, clo- almost close to an hour. Our, our athletic periods now are about 47, 48 minutes. Who are saying not your athletic periods were 55 minutes? Who, who, who had a 55-minute well, athletic period? We, we, for, we worked out four hours. No, the period until within dark. the school day. <laughs> no, the could period, <laughs> period within the school day, athletic. Oh, okay. C- CA. Well, we, CA. We, ours was 2.30, so it was yeah. at the end of the day. We didn't yeah. know 2.30, that but just But you didn't get out started. of school at 2.30. You started athletics at 2.30. Right. You got we, out yeah. of school at 3.30. 3.30. We didn't even know school yeah. was out. Yeah, we didn't even know school was out. We were working out. <laughs> we so. thought everybody was still in school. <laughs> No, I'm serious. We'd yeah. lock the doors, Coach Mahaka, when on Thursdays when the junior JBs, athletic director wouldn't come in. JBs would come down. We'd be in the field house at Monterey. Mahaka lock all the doors so they couldn't come in there. And see. Yeah, well. It'd be September. We'd just work. It, we're like we didn't care about October 15th. That didn't matter to us. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. <laughs> it's past the statute. Some things never changed, do they, Coach? <laughs> you did it too when you were practicing. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. McGavick Nissan and Infinity of Lubbock. That's Brent McGavick, Steve McGavick, Bill Boat. Just brought it. He and Tammy just brought a brand new car there. And uh, love it. Loved working with all the great folks at McGavick. Of course, Brent was there to help them. Steve was there. And uh, they'll help you. Spur 327 in Milwaukee. Both lo- dealerships are right there. Infinity right there on Spur 327. Nissan Boy, right around got, the corner. They got great. Both both sets of those. You, you I lease one. them, I lease yeah, one. They're yeah. nice, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm, my lease is about up, so I'm. But Nissan Infinity, that, that's that's it's good class. stuff. It's class vehicles. They really are. And I sound like a commercial here, but when you go into their service deal, it's like a lounge restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's kind of nice. It's cool. They got a basketball goal and in they the bring Nissan. You, water. you can shoot baskets. If they you bring want. you water and popcorn. <laughs> I, you know. I mean, it's pretty cool. They they do a neck rub. I was you in a neck rub. Yeah, I was in there the other day. Getting you need a neck rub, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> you needed a neck rub. I'm trying to promote uh, McGavin. You're doing here. good too, by the way. McGavick Nissan, they're they're awesome. And join the Red Raider Club. Man, we need you. That's where Rodney is, where his office is or was. Or, I'll tell you what, they're rolling now. They are really rolling. They are doing. That whole change has helped, hasn't it? Yeah, they're rolling. Oh, Red Raider Club. Yeah, that's that's great. They're I'll all. tell you somebody who knows something about the Red Raider Club. No, Somebody's with us right now. No Coach way. Stone, are you there? I'm here, boys. Does hey, the Red Coach. Raider Club help y'all any? Of course. Red Raider Club helps everybody. Yeah, they do, don't they? They're, they're good. Great. Hey, we got Rodney Allison here with us. So uh, you remember Rodney, oh, no. don't you? You remember Rodney? He used to work at Tech. <laughs> used to. He will always and forever be working at Tech. We're never going to let him go. No. You got that right. No. That's a good word. Retirement be dang. Yeah. Well, I can't believe he's leaving. Uh, I, you're you're going to know how I feel here. Poor long here, Coach Stone. <laughs> oh, don't don't be don't be counting that down anytime. Yeah, about 15, 20 years, you're going to know you're going you're going to get that feeling. Yeah. Are you done? Yeah. Set me with a fork. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm ready to quit. What I can't figure out is, is where's Rodney actually going? I, you know, for a while it was Hawaii, then it wasn't Hawaii, then it was like France, and then it was Germany. Like, where's he moving to? <laughs> no, I'm still going to Maui. All right. I hope I hope it's not where all this 
Bad yeah. stuff happened. Yeah, that's close, but we, my people avoided the uh, disastrous part. But in your house, you got a house, don't you? Yeah, it's it's in good shape. Everything's fine, but we'll get into it later. But that, hey, yeah. what's going over there is tragic. It's it yeah, really it is. really is horrible. Well, we finish with Coach Dunn. I want, I want to hear more about that. But uh, Coach, how much time do you have? Five minutes. I got as much as you guys need. Oh, you're not in a hurry. Okay. Oh, well, that's I don't nice. know why I thought you were going to be in a hurry because you're a busy man. You said 10. Yeah, I thought you gave us hey. a time limit. All right. Since no. last we talked, you had a scrimmage against Denver, and we beat them. But then you had a real game against New Mexico. And one of the shows said that New Mexico had one shot on goal. I thought it was three shots on goal. And y'all had like 16 shots on goal. And we wound up tying. Y'all had to get on that bus or plane and just be golly. Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't. It was so. Here's the actual stats: we had 16 shots to their three, and we had nine hit the goalkeeper Gosh. or the goal in general, and they had one, and the one that they shot Man. on goal went, hit the went net. In. So <laughs> it was uh, it was not a real fun bus ride back to the hotel. But I tell you what, guys, you've been around sports a long time. Sometimes, sometimes the coaches have got to really get into their team in those moments like that's unacceptable how could that slip away you know we had the we had the win in the bag and there's a lot of feistiness that many times needs to emanate from the coach if you pick up a kind of a lackadaisical attitude or the girls are already laughing by the time they get on the bus or you know you, you just sense a lack of focus or competitiveness let me just tell you guys i had i did not have to say a thing i mean we got back to the hotel and i did speak to the team and try to keep them you know, in the right place after game one, but they were, I mean, they went after it. They were not pointing fingers or, or yelling at each other as much as they were so mad that they had had such a good performance and so disappointed that they had let it get away. So, you know, for a coach, when this is a really young team, uh, that was great to see. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways teams would handle something like that. They'd be satisfied with their performance and that's that's filled them up and they're like well we played great what are we going to do well that's not the right attitude what we're going to do is close the game out and win that's what we're going to do and that was their attitude about it so that was good um i didn't really have to get after them a lot but uh we have practice today when you know painfully have to walk through what the scenario was that hurt us so we don't let that happen again and there were a lot of layers to it. So uh, move on is the big message as well. He got a game on Sunday, and the team we play tomorrow beat the team that we just tied 5-0. So, oh, um, well, let me, ask you, let me ask you a question, Coach, and I don't know what the stat is, and maybe you don't either. But let's, say, let's just say 16 shots on goal. Typically, what would you expect? What percentage of those would you expect to net. make? I think if you look back statistically, consistently over – U.S. College, American soccer, that's a 2 nothing win. And if you got the third, you might get more after that because both teams might empty their benches. And, you know, with okay. all, all the reserves on, you may score some more. But, you know, 16 shots, nine on target. If you had two goals out of nine shots on target, that's about American women's college soccer stat. You know, they, it's called, you know, strike-to-goal ratio. And, you know, six or seven shots for a goal, you know, in the pros – four or five shots. Now, in their case, you know, they broke the, the stats because they, they were at 100%. Um, that changes, obviously, their, their, their stat for, for this game. But, you know, it'll happen. it happens to every team. I mean, I saw games this weekend. Notre Dame tied a team. I can't even remember who it was. Not a, not a well-known team at all. And New Mexico's good, so that was, that was, that was good. But um, they had, like, 23 shots to four, and they tied 2-2 or something like that. So, opening weekend, 
You never you know. know. Soccer, guys, uh, we're talking way more soccer than we ever do on this on this call. But the, uh, <laughs> in college soccer, we don't play a game that matters from November or December till now. And we're a year-round sport. We're not a seasonal sport. We're like tennis and golf and track and other things. You, you don't ever stop playing soccer. You play 12 months a year with breaks. But in college, it's, you know, it's August to December, and then it's done. You play games that have no meaning for like six months. And that's why opening weekend and maybe the first four games is really an interesting time as you look across the landscape because everybody's just getting their feet under them. All right, you said who you play tomorrow, beat New Mexico five to nothing. Who is it we play tomorrow? It's New Mexico State, and now I want to be clear, it was a spring game, and spring games have a whole lot of other factors um, than a real game, unlimited substitutions, and you can you can play all your reserves in that game. Maybe New Mexico didn't play, I don't know, but I know they, got, they put a whooping on that team, and uh, so this is a step up from our Thursday to Sunday game, for sure. All right. And they're the conference champions. They went to the NCAA tournament last year. I mean, they're good. They're good. And I'm they're assuming. at the John Walker Soccer Complex at 7 o'clock, Sunday night. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. I am assuming – am I really loud? No. Okay. No. I'm assuming that y'all play in the afternoon seven, at 100 and something. Yeah. Oh. What time do y'all play tomorrow? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Okay, that's not in the afternoon. Did you ever think no. about maybe midnight? God, no, we aren't worried about that heat. Once the sun hits the back of our stadium, which it does before we even kick off, all of our fans are in the shade, and about a quarter of our field is in the shade. It's a really, you know, Gerald Myers and I, you know, we thought that through 16 years ago. We built the stadium. <laughs> we really planned for that. So uh, it's really nice by kickoff. It's It doesn't matter how hot it is. And now that we've got this new grass field, we're not radiating that heat off. That, yeah, that makes a big difference, too. Hey, Coach, so, why is that so important? Why was that so important to get that? You know, the, the, gra- the grass is compared to the, the turf that you had. You know, Roddy, we loved our turf fields. We had a great you know, winning percentage on it. We, did, we lost one game last year. I think two years ago we didn't lose a game at home. We're really tough to beat at home. We enjoyed the turf, and you never have to worry about where you're training or getting messing it up or moving the goals. But what started to happen over time is, you know, the women's national team, which, you know, take them or leave them, uh, and a lot of women's teams around the world started complaining that too many of them were on turf, and it kind of became a, a a narrative that the men all got grass and the women had turf, and it was kind of looked at a certain way. And we kind of ignored that because our team liked it. Well, then slowly but surely, all the college teams that had turf started to install grass, and there were two teams left in the Big 12, us and Iowa State, and they announced last fall they were going to grass, which was going to leave us as the only team. Now, Cincinnati – is now a new a new Big 12 team, but at the time that left us with the only team in the Big 12 with uh, turf, and we were only one of two teams in the Power Five, uh, Oregon being the other one. We all understand why Oregon has to have turf. So it became an issue where if you're the outlier, uh, it didn't really hurt us in recruiting. Obviously, we've done well every year, but scheduling teams, just if they weren't ever training on it or they didn't have it themselves, they didn't want to play on it. And, you know, it just became an issue where we thought it would give us a competitive advantage in scheduling, competitive advantage in the style that we play. The ball is slower on the grass. Uh, we're a really fast team, so we want the ball to be under control. We don't want it flying all over the place. And uh, the first five years of a turf field are magic. No issues. It plays just like a great grass field. But, boy, once you start to wear that turf down, it's a different ball game. So, Rodney, we just felt like, and Kirby did too, that we needed to stay, in, you know, in 
contacts with the rest of the country and be up to par with all of that. And, you know, when Kirby finds out that maybe one of his teams is uh, maybe needs something for a competitive advantage or to stay stay current, you know, he, he always jumps on that. Like, that's the one thing about Kirby. He wants to win. Yeah, oh, for sure. He ought, right. he ought to put in sprinklers and everything. He ought to do the whole – Nine yards. Well, heck no, I'm out there hand watering it every day. <laughs> no, well, you and Coach, yeah, Coach Seekers. Yeah, Coach Seekers with hand water. Did you, uh, did y'all do any research and with global warming and all, and, and the fact that it's just been hotter than you know lately? Uh, did you do any stats on turf field, grass field, the difference in the heat? I'm going to say 10 degrees. I mean, we didn't have to do the studies because they're done. I mean, everybody knows that a turf field is is it's given its uh, softness and its ability to grip through these rubber pellets that are in there. And you can, you know, they have green green rubber pellets now, and they have all sorts of other infill. They tried coconut shells, which were terrible. You couldn't even mm. slide on it. They tried a bunch of coconut things. Shell. At the end of the day, no matter what color the rubber was, it was still rubber. And, uh, yeah, 10 to 15 degrees, easy. Now, look, if it's 80 outside, the turf is fine. But when it's 90 and above, it starts to heat up. And if you dare to step out on a turf field when it's 100, I mean, your feet, you will literally feel the heat on your feet through your cleats. Mm-hmm. Man. I'm glad we went back to grass. As long as we can keep it looking good. And I know you probably, probably bet it looks awesome right now. It does look good right now. And it's not even as good as it's going to look. You know, by the time we get into September, October, that'll be when it's at its richest. And I think you guys will love it. Now, if we can ever, you know – get you off the stump and out of wherever you hang out on, you know, Sunday nights, we can, y'all can come see it yourself. Yeah, we will. I will. Hey, what about the, what I about we're will. picked, we're picked uh, fifth in the conference. Is that right? Is that a matter? It doesn't matter. Does it in the conference, the big 12 poll, we were picked fifth. Yep. I think that was probably one shy of, of what's fair amongst the top group. And we can't vote for ourselves anyway, but you know, I think the league will be determined by BYU, TCU, Texas, ourselves, um UCF and then there's a whole bunch of other teams that are getting better. I mean, Iowa State had a huge opening win and they were picked to finish last. And uh in West Virginia Kansas, decent? West Virginia, sorry, they're the other top one. Um and so I think there's probably eight <laughs> teams that are going to fight over it and we're certainly in the hunt for that. And then some other polls uh online, we were picked first. So uh-huh. it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Now, the one we did for the Big 12 with the coaches had us fifth, but uh, there's other ones that we were, that were higher. And, you know, I kind of like where we're sitting at right now. It's just fine. Our, we got a lot of young kids, and we're going to be good, and probably better than some people think. And stay healthy, and uh, it's going to be a great year. Good. All right. The other night, I couldn't sleep. I woke up, and Australia was playing France, and they played 120 minutes, and it was zero to zero. So that part wasn't wasn't you know, all you know to me all that interesting, but it was fine. But they had a kick, you know, the kickoffs, yeah, penalty, the kick. penalty kicks. No, not penalty kicks. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know your jargon. Anyway, they have and it goes miss, make, 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 make. Anyway, after five, they're tied. So they go. Right. Now it's like sudden death. But you That's both right. get, you More both get it. a kick. But it's like yeah. if you miss and we make, we win. Anyway, it was. It was miss, miss, make, 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 make. <laughs> anyway, it goes to the 10th kick. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I'll be darn, a girl that hardly plays uh, for Australia, and it's the home team's Australia. Yeah. She makes it, and you talk about exciting. <laughs> That's Ooh, great. That was great. And then I'll be darned, I've got my bubble burst a couple of days later, Australia got beat. But the finals mm, yeah. is what, like 4 o'clock 
This not is it this morning? Yeah. Well, tomorrow morning, yeah. Sunday Who's morning, playing? Like, it's it's uh. So did you see them play their next game? Did you see that they got beat by England? So England plays Spain in the final. Okay. England and Spain, and I think it's four a.m. Central time. Okay, you're right. I'll That's, be up. I was wondering. That's my next question. Are you going to be up watching it? And do you have a favorite? Who should we pull for? Well, I think we should pull for England because they are really setting standards all over the world. They have a tremendous pro women's league now. Their players are fabulous. I mean, player for player, it breaks my heart to say it, but player for player, they're ahead of us right now. They've got a generation of players that are just fabulous, and uh, I'm pulling for England to win, and my staff's got – you know, Nick Hallam, Englishman on the team, so we're you know, we'll be pulling for him to get a victory. And as we pointed out the other day, you know, only two countries that we could think of anyway have won the World Cup. Uh well one has won the World Cup on the men's side and on the women's side. And so uh, that's Germany. And Spain has a men's World Cup and England has a men's World Cup. So if whoever wins, there'll be two countries that have won it on the men's side and the women's side, which is pretty remarkable. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. that really is. Well, I'm, yeah, so I'm for England. That's who I'm for. Right. Okay. <laughs> What's their name? What's their mascot? Hey, do you want me to call and wake do, you up? Do so they, you, yeah, so please you watch do. England what? What do they call themselves? Well, the England, the men's team is – I think the whole national team program is the three Lions, but uh, – uh, uh, or the Lions, but the women are the Lionesses. The Lionesses. Coach, we got kind about – like Lady Raider basketball. Got, we got yeah. about 30 seconds left. What do you want to tell the throng out there? Maybe about the game tomorrow or just life in general? Yeah, it's Sunday night. It's high school, you know, student night to come out, and it's going to be awesome. It's the first sporting event of the year at Texas Tech. We're the, we're the team that always kicks off the year. So if you're in the mood for Texas Tech sports, come see the ladies play at 7 o'clock. You're going to love some of these new young players we've got, and uh, we'll kick the season off right at home. We appreciate you, Coach, and I know you're ready for friendship football too. Yes, we are. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, I'll see Coach. You out see there. you later. Tomorrow. We appreciate you. You too, guys. Thank All you. Right. Coach Tom Stone. Texas Tech. Sucker. Sucker. Sports Talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Love a truck sales. That is uh, Cody Kenzie, James Kenzie. And, uh, boy, what a great organization they have. They do a fantastic job. All the names you're looking for in trucking, in the trailers and tractors and everything else, plus the 26-page service department. And uh, you, you would think it, uh, it's so first class. Just drive by as you leave in Lubbock and going down towards Slayton. Look over to the left after you go outside the loop, and you'll see it. And it is an amazing company they built here. They do the uh, big vans. They do the big trucks for the Red Raider football. And uh, also the band, the going band. They're going to be out there at Tech Night uh, next, next Saturday at, night, too. At the uh, at the Knights of Columbus. Knights of Columbus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're involved in everything with Tech. Now. Oh, big time. So, in fact, for and, years. And they do high school stuff, yeah, too. Don't they do yeah. a little bit of high school stuff yeah. as well. Just That's your community supporters right there. And also Ruckers, the world's greatest hamburger. And I always think about them when we have football. I think about them all the time. But we have football because they got all those TVs. And they got all those helmets. If you all ever looked around the top, all these area high school helmets. In fact, Gary and I tried. There were about three or four they didn't have. We were trying to help them get This is the 11th helmets. year gonna, of Mickey Rogers will uh, – uh, Cater the Double T Varsity Club tailgate. Don't they nice. do great? Yeah, nice. They're going to need a new helmet out there. Uh, yeah, for Liberty. That, that's right. I got Liberty going to yeah. open up. They'll need another new helmet. 
I love it. It's just great. Mickey does such a fan. He did our venture. Hall, he did our Hall of Honor. Yeah, Cafe Venture. Cafe Venture. Good they people. did our Hall of Honor deal. And uh, anyway, I saw something pop up on the uh, media this week on social media, and it was that uh, you got into the Hall of Hall of Fame class of 2022 for the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. Yeah. Did you post it again? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it popped up again. Well, maybe it was, maybe it was a memory. Yeah, I don't know. Been a memory. Well, they they favorites. had the uh, the plaque unveiling this year. Oh, that's what it was. Because yeah. yeah. I just heard you yeah. say you dreamed when you were a it kid. Was, yeah, yeah. My dad used to take me to uh, to basketball games at uh, at the Don Haskins Center, it was a special event center back then, and um, and we saw all these plaques up there. And I thought it'd be cool, yeah, to do that. And you know the funny part about that is uh, in that Hall of Fame on that Hall of Fame, there were two guys as I walked around. There were two guys that struck me out in high school. Uh, Frank Castillo and Butch Henry both struck me out, and they were in there. And um, guy that hit the longest home run off of me ever in practice, Alan Zinner. They're all in it. They're all in that Hall of Fame. I actually got in before my high school baseball coach, who nominated me, and my high school football coach was in the 2023 class this that's year. That's great. So there's congratulations. Yeah, it was, in the Hall awesome. of Fame is a big deal. <laughs> well, that's, that's a hall, I, that's, you know, that's I'm that's not sure. It's, you know how they always say it: you're not sure you want to be a member of any club that would have you as a member. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm but I enjoy being here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it lost a little of his shine. Yeah, it did it? a little. I mean, but walking around that deal, it's great. Um, when they and did that, that was really cool to see the Nolan Richardson, Don Haskins, yeah, some of the big guys. Time. You know, I mean, just big time folks. That big you, time. All right. Well, Chris Nate is here. He is uh, a, a 1987. You did graduate, didn't you? Yeah, I did. From El Paso Hanks. Yeah. Uh, the Hanks Knights, aren't they? Hanks Knights. See, I do all these games. I remember these school yeah. mascots. Hanks Knights, 1987. But uh, your official title with Alumni Association is what? Uh, Vice President of Operations and an Engagement. That's a, that sounds important. Yeah, I mean, I do a few things. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got you and you got Jim Douglas. Kurt, how's Kurt doing? He's doing Kurt's okay. good. Kurt he's is really good, isn't he? Kurt's good. Yeah, he's uh, – where is Kurt? He was somewhere. We were all in separate places this week. Everybody's uh, working all well, the time. Well, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. A lot going on over there. A lot. They, they keep us busy. we got a lot of alumni. We start a new chapter. In, uh, How many alumni do we have now? Do we, uh, is there a number? Uh, 275,000 um, total alumni, 200 and 212-ish addressable alumni that we can reach right now. How many would be percentages would be a member of the Alumni Association? Uh, we have tw- 28,000 members. So, I'm a member. Yeah, you're a member. That's yeah. good. Well, I mean, no, that's good. I need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I'm you're a member. I don't think. You are. Hey, come on. You, you can be a it. member. They yeah, send you stuff. We'll get you. We can get you a member. I graduated. <laughs> I can get you set up. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> well, they gave me a degree to get me out of here, so I quit embarrassing the university. But. <laughs> we'll get you set up. Here. Right. We'll get you right. Hey, we got a member here for yeah, you. I'll get you today. I've always. It cost you 100 bucks. I'm good. 100 bucks. You can be a member, and you can. And you can do a uh, uh, hundred bucks. You can do two hundred bucks. Okay. You can do five hundred bucks. You can do a thousand. Remember the nineteen twenty three society. I'm good. It's a cool deal, and mm-hmm. they're doing a great job. And they there's so much. Go- I get emails every week. Y'all got yeah, well, so much well, going yeah. on. Well, we we have a lot happening. There's there's a lot happening. I mean, we've got uh, pregame events we do in conjunction with the Red Raider Club. You know, of course, yeah. we got the Wyoming pregame. Uh, if you want to get tickets okay. to that, go on uh, our alumni website. It's uh, TexasTechAlumni.org. Click on events and scroll down, and you get you can buy. If you're going to the Wyoming game, yeah, you can buy tickets. There's a barbecue lunch, 
It's twenty five oh, bucks cool. a person. Are you saying you buy tickets to this lunch? To the to the pregame get, event. Yeah. Get your get your. Yeah, you can't buy Texas Tech a Wyoming game tickets. tickets. No, that game is sold out. <laughs> so you, be you better get on the on the secondary market right now. That so is sold out. That game. I don't is, think that's a very big stadium. It's like twenty nine thousand. Yeah. Oh, it's not yeah. a very big stadium. But yeah. we've sold out already two of our home games. Yeah. Oregon and Houston, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, you win your first two, you'll you'll you won't have a problem out. selling out anything yeah, else. Yeah, rest you'll sell them. out yeah. the rest. How of many them. seats we did we lose? I think two thousand. We dropped. I out think 2, what I heard Geo say that we're right around fifty-seven five or something. For, okay. For this season, yeah, something but, like but that. But when we come back, I think the total net loss is going to be about two thousand yeah. seats. Once it's the, uh, we're going to be the third largest school uh, stadium in the new Big Twelve when all schools are here. Okay. Behind BYU and Iowa State. All right, so what are you saying? Two thousand seats we're losing. I think we're gonna when when with right all the, now. No, uh, this year because you're not gonna have the entire south end zone. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm, I hope I'm not speaking out of the schools. Geo will text me if I am. I'm sure I got a text from Geo in yeah. three, two, one. I here. thought I heard him say it's fifty-seven. <laughs> I think this, for this year, year is fifty-seven, but I think after the renovation, when they get the new seats back in, I think the net loss of seats is going to be somewhere around two thousand. Oh, so it so, should be sixty. Yeah, sixty-one-ish. Okay, yeah. but it's going to be really neat in the oh, South end zone. Oh, absolutely! It's going to be first <laughs> it's so class. cool looking. It's first class. You know, you get to walk around. I was at I I can say this now. I was at Florida yesterday doing a, a scrimmage, and we walked through their facility, and I think our new facility is going to be better than theirs. And theirs was oh, they're oh, spectacular, well, spectacular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've got a uh, um, a casual leisure pool out beside the. <laughs> But they a water do. Park. They have a, they have a, a leisure pool, and it was really kind of neat. All their players and I said, I bet you they fill this thing up with coeds when it's time to bring a recruit through here. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. the, it, I think got you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see, have you been over to the new? Have you seen a new baseball deal? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I went through. It yesterday. I went there with, with Shashir. Took it's me pretty through cool. It. Oh yeah, Shashir took me through there the other day. And that is that the is new part's league. finished, but yeah. they're still working on the batting cages. Oh yeah. And they're still working on that, but it it's very similar looking to the Womble in yeah. a way. Okay. And what football will probably look like. This it's is just a smaller yeah. scale. It's just it's it is top drawer. Yeah, I Great just job. can't believe what we have, Rodney. When you were out there, and when I was out there, it, we had nothing like this. And when and did it, all that start? Gosh, was it just, the just 90s? Of, I mean, when did it all uh, start? Because um, nobody had two thousands. I mean, I think the two thousands no, with the football we got going. turf. You remember had that mat room underneath on the west stands and that you had a that's universal gym. That's all there was gym. for a weight room. Well, Universal Gym was in there. That's all there was. And it, it was horrible. And mm-hmm. it had that red track around the turf when they put the turf down. Yeah. You talking so, about the uh, the old bubble? No. no the one the, the weight room used to be in the southwest corner where Louie and all the, Oh, wow. That yeah, was the weight room. That was wow. the weight room. And it was a Universal Gym and some free weights. That's wow. all that was there. Wow. Wow, it's oh, coming. Everybody, it's, it's just it's changed. Just, it started changing at some point. I don't know when that point was, or who did it, yeah. or what happened. But it's uh, and that's one hundred fifty more years. What the people are going to look back and say? Remember that old God? Was that remember a, that old wobble place? That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, anyway, well, uh, Chris, you've you you this officiating deal. I don't know whether you intended to turn out to be what it has, but you've become kind of a big deal in officiating and. We're proud of you. Well, I mean, appreciate really that. Are. Appreciate that. And uh, you know, they guy yeah, gonna people ask me, you gonna call the SEC again? So yes, I'm gonna be in the SEC again this year. And as of yesterday, I got I got rehired in the XFL again. Good for you. Yeah, Good. Yeah, Has so that, that was, been fun? That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I mean, the, who won it? Uh, the Arlington team, I think. Good. The, uh, and they, ironically, they were 
un, uh, under 500 going into the playoffs. <laughs> and won the day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I didn't keep up. I think uh, I watched it, a little bit. Of, it, it, it's you know, it's it's spring football. It's different, but it's you know, it's it's still good football. Yeah, you know, so I mean, good players. Well, he officiates, and most people don't like me because I make these kind of statements. <laughs> but that league that he officiates in, that's that's that's. Brutal. Big boy football. I'm just telling you. <laughs> and some, the biggest yeah. difference to me is the offensive and defensive lines just about at every school in that league. It's just – it's above everybody else in the country. I yeah. mean, them dudes, they can play. Pretty, I, I, there's some guys out there. I, I would say that, um, you know, it was it was kind of funny. When I would go to practices at A&M or something like that, and then I'd come back and go to tech practice, I'd be like, good Lord. It's like day and night. But – when I was out at spring this year, different. I was like, "It's different. Yeah, it looks it different looks now." Different. I was like, "I was thinking, you know what? We got guys that can play on these other on these other rosters." Yeah, you know, you, to Rodney's point, I think people last year wondered what in the world happened to TCU against Georgia, and I think you just spoke to it. The offensive and defensive lines are just different. Well, I was, you know, I was talking about oh, this with one. You know, everyone's first eleven is really good, both sides of the ball. Yeah. But where the, where the teams like Georgia, LSU, and Bama get you, they throw in it, another. Their second eleven's really good, and their third eleven's really good, uh, and that's where they just. I mean, where you, you like, down? Yeah, and you didn't I, like that guy. Watch this. Let me show you this guy. And that's where tech. And a lot of people don't realize this, but when you're really good and you have depth, it equates to better special mm-hmm. teams play. It just absolutely it just does. Yeah, because if you have depth on defense, particularly which is where most of your special teams players are. If you've got depth, you're better in special. If you go look at our stats like kick coverage, punt coverage, we're not very good. Like we're 120th in the country. Whoa. And so what can happen is if with the depth we're accumulating, you, you become better on special teams. You just do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to hear. And that's <clears throat> a good report. See, when you come back and you go, hey, now this <laughs> no, is different. At I, mean, well, it, I, it, I would it tell is you, it is, it is different to see because – you would see the first the first five on offensive line would be really good, and the second five would be like, well, and that is good. And you know, yeah. but now you look at there's there's not a, a noticeable drop off anymore. And you go out there and you like I've been to four or five practices, and our defensive end rush guys they look like there's not just one of them. Like yeah. last year we had Tyree Wilson, everybody knows how good he was, but we got three or four of those guys. Now they look like him. Now they got to play like him. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't. But the eyeball but they, test is but, yeah, something. Exactly. I mean, they, there's several guys out there that you want to see get off the bus first. Yeah. You know. So yeah. You, we you get off the plane football. first and watch, make sure everyone follows behind you. <laughs> we got a good looking football team. Yeah, they do. All right, Chris. Let's talk about rules of the game. You're always on our show. Did you know yeah. that they they play your little deal? Yeah, yeah. And I and I apologize to people, and people say, you know. Why don't you change that more often? I said, well, you know, we got a sponsor now, and they want to hear their name more often. So, <laughs> the uh, the rules of the game, and, and there's always changes every there year. There are, and there, and this is an off year. Um, so every other year, um, so you know, odd years, off years, even years, on years, which means actual rule changes happen in the even years. Odd years, they only change for um, safety rules. So not a that. whole lot. I didn't yeah, either. Yeah, I yeah. Only there's 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 not a whole lot of changes this year. And uh, most of them, most people won't even notice. So, like, uh, the one thing that you notice, uh, the clock rules are going to change to try to speed up the games. Is that NFL deal? They're going to go to the NFL clock where it's not going to stop on first down until under two minutes in each half. And then it's going to go back to the regular old NCAA rules. The other thing is uh, um, when the when you go out of bounds, it used to be once the ball got back to the middle of the field, they'd restart the clock. Now when the ball comes back in from the sideline, they're going to start the clock. 
on an out-of-bounds place. That'll speed up the games quite a bit. And you know what they're doing, and I'm not speaking for Chris, but they're trying to reduce the amount of plays you have in a game. Is that correct? I would think so, because there are some schools that will try to run as many plays as they can run. But, uh, you know, it's it's the more plays you are, you run, the more likely you're going to have someone get hurt. So um, the other thing um, that uh, it's going to most people are going to notice is the rule about calling timeouts, where you cannot call consecutive timeouts and to ice kickers, because you know you always saw the coaches standing down there and he's waiting. and He's like, okay, and then he calls one and then so he can call them. one, but he can no. call one and you can't call another one. It doesn't matter if there's a false start, a, another penalty, or anything else. Until another play has actually been run, you cannot mm-hmm. call a timeout. So you can't call it. High school is going to operate under this same kind of deal. Yeah, there are some UIL exceptions, and the UIL exceptions uh, accept out a couple of different rules. But for the most part, they'll operate under that. Um, the other change, like I, I did a whole uh, rule of the game on the drones. Uh, you what know, is I never even knew that was that a is problem. A, that is a thing. Yeah, if, if I've heard of talk about it. Yeah, there's drones, and what schools were trying to do, and it's usually not the schools. The schools know better than that, and. But what you what you usually get is some guy that's trying to get great footage of a game, and he's operating from a mile away, and he's got a drone, and he sends his drone to the stadium, and he's flying over the stadium while play's going on. Well, you don't necessarily know, and it's a safety issue for the players because if that thing yeah. hits a player or falls out of the sky, or so um, if the 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 drone if it's over the playing surface or the team areas, hey, they off. won't play. Hey. <laughs> they, they, they won't, they won't play. Yeah. They so won't play. They're going to stop playing. They'll stop playing. And, they'll, and they, there's no penalty for it. They just won't play the game while that drone's in the air over the team area or the, or the playing surface. But if it's outside of that, that area, it's up to uh, game operations. And, and really, it's under the How do you know the there's one up there? How, you can, can see it. You can high. usually hear it. You can, okay. you can see it because it, it, it moves around. I, mean, yeah. I can recall being at a game at LSU where a drone went from – it flew from the north end of the stadium to the south end of the stadium in between plays, and then it, and it circled the stadium, and it flew over the east and west, and then it took off. It was, it was really weird. But um, the NFL had over 1,400 um, airspace violations from drones last year. This is out of control. Yeah, yeah that's what, it's out of control. And you get great shots, but – you know, it only takes one of those things to fall out of the sky. You know, these higher. high schools, Chris, and you know this, they yeah. use them at practice they use them all practice. the time. Use them at practice all you want, but they cannot. And, and uh, uh, I know we're getting ready to play games this week, but you can't have a drone in a scrimmage. So, because a, a scrimmage by rule is a game, and um, and uh, officials can't officiate during uh, a, a time with uh, drones you, on the field. And you can't send drones over to your to your rival school and film their practice, can you? I mean, I don't, I, I would, I don't know what happens at practice. If you can get one over there, I mean, that's, I mean, that's smarter than the average bear. But uh, there's, there's yeah, a couple of other rules right. uh, that are uh, uh, that are small. But those are the biggest rule changes for this year uh, that that uh, people need to know about. Most people won't even notice them because there's nothing like blocking below the waist or the way things are. Um, everything else is kind of philosophical, philosophical stuff. Okay. A few things. Things we're used to. Yeah, most things you're used to. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.